You're listening to Live Wild Radio, the part-time adventure podcast. Join us as we explore how outdoor adventures build mind, body, and spirit. So welcome back to Live Wild Radio. This is episode four of our backpacking series. Last episode, we talked about shelters. And this episode, we are going to be talking about sleep systems. Because it's one thing to have a shelter, but if you've got nowhere to sleep, the shelter doesn't do much for you. So uh, with that in mind, uh, we're going to talk about the trip we were just on. Yeah, we just got back from the Adirondacks. Uh, we were in Keene Valley rock climbing, but of course, we were backcountry camping. Car camping, actually, to be truthful. <laughs> so we had, to, we had to walk because we don't have a four-wheel drive vehicle. Right. Uh, we had to, uh, if anybody's familiar with Keene Valley and Chapel Pond, there's the climbers camp down there at the Chapel Pond outlet. Free camping. Free camping. Plug out to the, uh, uh, you know, free camping brigade. But we had to walk up a hill on a road that was dirt road, access road, whatever, that's so rough that unless you got a big four-wheel drive, you're not making it up the hill. Mm-hmm. And then had to get off on a single track trail. Like we were right up on top of the, the hill in the middle. Yeah, it was a great campsite though. It was fairly private. Tons of dead wood. Yeah. We did not need to buy firewood. No, we did not. Yeah, our friends did, but that's okay. We just had more fire. But yeah. it was beautiful, dry wood. Great campsite. Um, yeah, so we slept in our hammocks. Yeah. And uh, y'all know that uh, we like that. Yeah. It's so comfy. If you, if you listen to the last episode, we're old, so we need comfy hammocks. <laughs> this episode is going to be pretty neat because uh, you can have your tent, uh, your shelter, but at the end of the day, it's what you're sleeping on and what's keeping you warm that really matters. And we look at that as a, a full system. Um, I actually encountered as a quick aside on this trip where I was in my hammock and it got cooler the one night. It was actually quite cold because I'm always running cold, but cooler. And then you looked at my hammock setup and you're like, aha, your uh, under quilt that cocoons your hammock is super hanging low. Like you're not trapping any air. So the cold air was going yeah. under your butt. And then my other idea was to readjust my tarp because I had it super at a, or super no, flat. Was, yeah, it was very up. Super flat and um, to allow for a lot of ventilation because when because uh, Winston's hammock was blocking the wind coming my way and I wanted to make sure I was going to be too hot. So I just lowered that. And it made the world a difference. So yeah. kind of some neat tricks. But uh, with that, let's get started. So let's talk about now, now that we've got the tents underway or the shelters, let's yep. talk about the sleep systems and how that all works. So you've got your ground insulation and cushion. So what you sleep on and trying to keep being warm. And then you've got your sleeping bags for warmth. And then we talk about pillows, clothing, and other accessories. So yeah. let's dive down into ground insulation and cushion. Yeah. So this is sleeping pads. Um, so if you are in a tent, um, you need some sort of barrier, even if you're a tough person, oh, I can sleep on anything. Um, the ground is colder than you are. And would, right? that, would you say all backpackers do that? What? You said unless you're uh, pretty much that's a standard that all backpackers, backpackers have ground insulation, right? Oh, anybody who knows what they're doing. Yeah. I asked that cause I know some people who don't do that and they claim to be. Well, hey, have your hero biscuit. You're not going to get as good of a night's sleep. And, right. and the, that potentially can, like, no no ground insulation, mm-hmm. um, no sleeping pad. Yeah. Potentially could work in the summer where it's not that cold. Yeah. Um, you get a little chilly out. Yeah. Because, and th- this is the, the reason why it's important. Um, your sleeping bag, like, if you have, a, like, an actual sleeping bag, you're in. Well, any of the insulation you're on, you're lying on, you're compressing. 
mm-hmm. right? And insulation is trapped dead air. It creates a thermal barrier between you and the cold. Right. Um, so uh, basically, the top of your sleeping bag, the poofy part on top of you, um, is isolating you from convective heat loss. That's moving air, mm-hmm. right? Um and then under you, it's conductive heat loss because you're touching the ground. Mm-hmm. So when you've compressed all that insulation, um, if you don't have um, an insulated pad or a foam pad under you, uh, basically the ground, when it's cold out, is going to suck the heat out of you. All right. Um, and so whatever type of sleeping pad you run, because they're, they're available in three main styles. So there's foam pads. Mm-hmm. Um, the plus is that they're relatively cheap. Mm-hmm. They're relatively light, and they're inexpensive. Right. right. They usually go for what about forty, fifty bucks, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And the nice thing too with a foam pad is it can't get a hole in it. Mm-hmm. Right. From it's, your fire or puncture. Or, or, yeah. Not really. Um, then your self-inflating pads. So these have open set, and the the foam pads are made out of closed cell foam, so they won't absorb any moisture either. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they get wet, you just shake it off, and it's good to go. Uh, self-inflating pads actually have open cell spongy foam inside. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you roll them up, you open the valve on it and right. it's a spongy foam that's basically covered with a, an airtight membrane. Yeah. Like, um, and so when you, when they're rolled up, all the air is squeezed out of the foam. That's right. And it compresses it down. So when you want to, um, get it ready for camp, you unroll it, open the valve and that foam will re-expand. Yeah. And it's about an inch and an inch and a half, right? Yeah, like the thickest one's about two inches in a, gotcha. a, a backpacking version. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, and it, it inflates itself, hence self-inflating. Um, you may need to give it a breath or two just to firm it up a little. Mm-hmm. Then you close the valve, and now when you lie on it, mm-hmm. the air's not squirted out of it. That's right. Right? And then when you're done in the morning, yep. open the valve, and you lean and squeeze on it. You squeeze the air out. It makes it, and roll it up. Yeah. It's nice and compact. Yeah. Um, so they're sort of the next level of comfort because it's more cushion, mm-hmm. and they potentially can have more insulation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then the third type are just inflatable sleeping pads mm-hmm. that have insulation in them. So these have to just be blown up. They don't right. self-inflate. Yeah. Um, these can be the warmest. Mm-hmm. They can also be the lightest. Oh, okay. Um, That's true. You know, compact, we'll get into, the we'll most get, compact. Yeah, because you squeeze all the air out of them. So there's a, the, a bunch of details we'll talk yeah. about. But um, first, I'm going to talk about our value. Um, so that's resistance value. Um, and what that is, is how much insulation it gives you. Mm-hmm. So when you look, um, like the biggest sleeping pad manufacturer is Thermarest. Most of the ones I've owned, I think all of the ones I've owned have been Thermarest. I've right. tried some other stuff, borrowed it. But, okay. um, you know, Thermarest foam pads, the Z-Lite yeah. um, is great. You know, not a ton of cushion. It's only three quarters of an inch thick. Right. Um, but if you're, say, find a nice spot that's got like a bed of pine needles that you set up on, mm-hmm. um, that could actually be enough for some people, or, uh, particularly if you're somebody who sleeps on their back. Right. Um, myself, I sleep on uh, my side. Mm-hmm. So I need enough cushion that my hip's not digging into the ground. Right. Um, and so then... Uh, Basically, they foam pads like have an R value of two to two point five ish, two point six. Um, so, what do you need for the summer? So, something like that. Okay. So, warmth wise, you know, if you're like two to three R value mm-hmm. 
for summer, you're fine. So keep in mind, though, what about if you're a woman versus man? Is, uh, that, is there a difference? Uh, there will be a tiny bit, but it's not a lot. Okay. Right? Because the ground isn't as cold. I mentioned that to everybody uh, who's listening is that women actually run colder than men. And we'll get into that more with sleeping bags. But yeah. I, I was curious about the sleep systems. Yeah, because mm-hmm. basically it's the all insulative, right? Gotcha. Um, so you run into the thing where, where because the ground isn't that cold, mm-hmm. like there can be bigger differences in air temperature than there is in ground temperature from day to night. Okay. Because um, the ground retains the heat longer. Yeah. Um, then uh, for, and that's great for summer, um, then the uh, self-inflating pads, you can get our value up to like 4.9. Okay. Which actually makes it like, I, I always say for winter, um, you want like five or higher as far as your R value goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then three season where you're getting, you might get be a couple degrees below zero overnight. Um, kind of that three season, like fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where, you know, if you have an R value of three, 3.5, um, we'll give you enough. Does insulation. it make sense to just get the R value of five or does that with every higher in R in our value they tend to be heavier heavier okay right okay it takes more insulation gotcha so what's Uh, a good happy medium should you get the three season um well it it all depends are you going to winter camp you could and so that's where i could see myself taking the foam pad and And the inflatable yeah and put them together because our value is additive so if you you know have your sleeping pad has got a 3.9 r value Mm -hmm. like your your inflatable one yeah and your foam pad has a 2.6 you're above the five yeah and so you know when we slept out at minus 40 with that setup you didn't Mm -hmm. feel the ground yeah and now you've got a dual system that you can use both in the summer and fall and winter yeah plus i always do see the value of a thermores d light that's the foldable accordion looking that it's it looks like an accordion light folded up egg crate yeah yeah, exactly. And I use that. It's multi-purpose for sitting, for lounging. You know, it's, 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 yeah, I like it a lot Yeah, on a trip. Um, and then as far as the, the, uh, inflatable pads, mm-hmm. um, a Thermarest X-Therm, which is their warmest one, yeah. uh, has like an R value of 5.7. Yeah. Now um, you can put it on a frozen lake. Gotcha. And you won't feel anything. Interesting. You know, at least from underneath you. Yeah. Which uh, is, the, I feel like the foam self-inflatables are the heaviest. Would you agree? Uh, generally. And cumbersome. I don't like them. You know, they're, they're, the advantage to them is that they're, um, they sit in the middle, mm. right? Because they're um, more comfortable uh, and potentially warmer than a right. foam pad. Right. Uh, That's and true. not as expensive as an inflatable. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, uh, a self inflatable would cost about how much? Like a self inflating pad, they start about 60, 70 bucks. Okay. Um, and and uh, like a high end one's like a 120. Okay. Um, and then a, an inflatable? Um, like the X light that you run? Yes. Is 200 bucks. Yeah. So big price difference. What's nice about it is a lifetime warranty on the X-Lite. Well, all the Thermarest products, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and it's good to note that because I've actually had a couple of my inflatables bleed air. So it's not like a puncture in it where, you know, in two minutes of having blown it up, it's it's gone. But I'm saying over 24 hours it, or even less than that Just when you're over, sleeping uh, overnight. A few hours overnight. Yeah. So I've had to take them back and uh, which is not great. But at the same time, you know that you have that warranty. And they just replace it. 
Yeah. Um, and I've actually patched up my one on the first use of <laughs> time using it. Uh, I was uh, packing it up close to a fire and it got a spark and so then... Burned a hole a, in it. Yeah. But I patched it up and that worked out really nice. I've never had a problem since. Yeah, so. it's still working. Yeah. Um, and so this is the thing you run into. Like if you look at through hikers, mm-hmm. um, you know, hiking the Appalachian Trail, Pacific Crest Trail, whatever... Um, you know, that are going to be hiking for six months. Yeah. The two most common pads. Yeah. Z-Lite from Thermarest. Yeah. Or the X-Lite. Um, gotcha. And the other, the thing with the... the which is the inflatable. Yeah. So with the inflatables, you have to blow them up. So you can blow it up like a balloon with your mouth. Mm-hmm. Or you can, there's like pumps available. Like not, you know, like the, it's like a bag that fills up like a stuff sack. Yeah. Um, and then... If, fluff it up and fill it with air, squeeze the end, and you squeeze it like a bagpipe to force the air It's in. really cool, yeah. Um, you know, we generally just blow ours up. Yeah, get uh, a little lightheaded. Yeah, like a couple minutes, it blows them up. Yeah. Um, and so the advantage of uh, the inflatable, lighter weight, like the X-Lite weighs 12 ounces, so three quarters of a pound, mm-hmm. but it's two and a half inches thick. That's right. Um, our value of 3.9, uh, well, I think it's, 3.2 for the men's and then 3.9 for the women's. Mm-hmm. Um, available in a women's regular, which is five foot six, a men's regular, which is six feet long, and then a men's long, which is six foot six. Hmm. Um, and so, uh, and the, both the men's regular and then the women's regular um, weigh the same, even though the women's is shorter. Okay. Because they put more insulation in the women's. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Right? So, like, if you're. Like in my case, I'm a guy who's 5'8", and I sleep on my side. Well, when my legs are bent a bit, I'm less than 5'6". Right. Right? So you're on so, a woman's eye. Yeah. And yeah. that that allows you to get the advantage of the lightweight, and it's warm. Gotcha. It's almost winter warm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it packs up the size of an Nalgene bottle. Right. Right? So that that's why like those two pads, like the Z-Lite foam pad um, and then the X-Lite, are like the two most popular pads among, you know, kind of serious through hikers because yeah and then you can use it for the winter time by throwing the z light under it the foam pad yeah and it's only 45 bucks maybe yeah, yeah. so know. that's that's what i prefer and i have both of those yeah um, mm-hmm. and there, there's other companies like climate and uh xped and sea to summit that are all making sleeping pads yeah um but and this is just my personal experience but i've never found anything that has that combination of lightweight insulation and comfort. Mm-hmm. Um, some people complain with any of the NeoAir series, which are the inflatables from the Thermarest, mm-hmm. that they're crinkly. Yeah. Um, hmm. And, uh, you know, yes, if you have it in your hand, you know, or, or... It's true, you can hear it, yeah. But it's never been an issue sleeping on it. Yeah, we'll put on some ear pl- put in some earplugs. Yeah, but it's never been... Like, you. we both sleep in them or on them. Have you ever had the thing? It's like, oh my God, there's so much crinkle. Uh, I have had that a little bit. Really? Yeah. Sometimes, especially if I'm a light sleeper, I, sometimes when I'm sleeping lighter than usual, yeah, I have had that. Oh, okay. A little bit. But then honestly, you just put into mirror plugs. And don't hear the bear sneaking up on you. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah that, that's a good tip, by the way. Put, put earplugs put, in? Totally. Shit. Yeah. When I was um, solo camping, the very first time I did that, I put in earplugs. Because uh, otherwise, a squirrel outside, I'd think it was a bear. I wouldn't go to sleep. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I figure I want to know when something's coming. Well. I I, I guess I'm tuned in enough that, like, it's got to be big to wake me up. Yeah, but there's always stuff outside your tent. Yeah. 
So, but my brain only wakes me up for something I got to worry about. Really, I'm, I'm that Daniel Booney. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. Um, yeah. So that's uh, you know kind of the breakdown as far as pads go. Mm-hmm. Again, mm-hmm. you know, we'll link the article on how to choose a sleeping pad. Uh, yeah. With more details. Um, if you're with somebody, mm-hmm. like you know, romantically. Mm-hmm. Um, you can actually get some straps that'll strap two sleeping ba- sleeping pads together. Oh, okay. Right? So then when you're on them, they're not slipping apart. Yeah. <laughs> and you're falling down between them. Yeah, that's You know, annoying. if you want to sort of smoosh on your uh, yeah. uh, sleeping pads. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it really will come into the thing of getting the cushion and the insulation level you need. Right. Um, and where you choose for a campsite, if you've got the leeway to choose, mm-hmm. um, like I was super happy. Like when we were on rock and gravel when we were down in Nevada, mm-hmm. so it was awesome to have that extra cushion. Yeah, right. Um, but it, again, if you're on a super soft forest floor with a big bed of pine needles, yeah, well, you could probably you know get away with a less cushy pad. Gotcha. Um, you know, but yeah, I'm old. I, I want cushies I can get. Um, <laughs> now, when we're talking about uh, insulation underneath. Now, when we talk about hammocks, mm-hmm. now we're not insulating from conduction, being a bit in contact with the cold ground, mm-hmm. but it's convection. There's cold air moving under your ass. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, typically, they say to put your foam pad, usually a pad or whatever it is like you use for a tent, in your hammock. But I never liked that because I found that those, you tend to move around and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you get a sliver of your body that's not on that and you feel it. Yeah. So we have another solution to that. Why don't you talk about it? Yeah. So, um, and we didn't invent this, <laughs> but under quilts. So you can either take like something like a Z-Lite sleeping pad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the eggshell texture gives it a bit of traction so they'll sort of stay in place in a hammock. Right. Um, or an under quilt and it actually straps on the outside bottom of your hammock. Yeah. So think of it as the bottom of a sleeping bag. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you've got cushy or cushy puffy down or, right. or synthetic, whatever it's made out of, um, insulation under your butt. Yeah, you're basically cocooned and um, you can make your own or you can purchase it. But I made my own for about 30, maybe about 40 bucks total. So mm-hmm. I bought a very, very lightweight quilt at Costco for about 35 or 30 bucks. It was probably in thickness. Honestly, how many millimeters? It was really thin. Yeah, they're, they're not super warm. They're good for the summer. But they're perfect. But for the winter or the fall, when we went in the fall, I just doubled them up. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's a, a way, you know, you just rig up the line and, and it's it's not difficult to do at all. You can also purchase these and you can actually purchase them at different lofts. Yeah. Based uh, on the temperature that you're looking to add to your sleep system. Yeah. So you can get uh, under quilts from like mainstream companies like Thermarest because mm-hmm. Thermarest does hammocks as well. So they do both a synthetic and a down under quilt Mm -hmm. i always recommend down because it packs the smallest yeah um and gives you the most insulation uh then uh eagle nest outfitters eno uh, they do down under quilts um but i would recommend actually hammockgear.com okay they're in ohio yep um they're just the company that makes custom uh you know under quilts and top quilts and a whole bunch of not cheap though um no but not stupid expensive like how much is it for something for the summer like if if you get their um quilts that are uh not custom like they're 
Okay. Econ line is what they call it. Yep. Um, you know, you'd be looking like under 200 bucks uh, for hmm. a... US? Yeah. Huh. Um, uh, you know, I think it's like about 150 for uh, zero Fahrenheit. Okay. Or zero Celsius, sorry. Yeah. Um, so like 30 Fahrenheit. Yeah. Um, and then it's like 179 American for, uh, you know, like a minus 10 rated. Right. You know, so uh, for something that's, you know, really high quality down and you know, properly made. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, you can always make your own and maybe it's worthwhile at some point to do a video to show yeah. it's how just, to do it. But. Just compared to your, like the ones that we use, the mm-hmm. Costco mm-hmm. mods, mm-hmm. Um, those things are so much warmer. Like it's not even in the same planet. Yeah. Right? Like, no, I believe it. You know, um, so, you know, it, it, it... But in the summertime, it, you know, yeah, you're often so matter. hot. At, yeah, exactly. But you still need that, yeah. right? Like, can you... Have you ever slept without your underquilt in the summertime because of the heat? No. Would you... But you, I've, I've spaced it so there's more air under me. Oh, gotcha. Like, because you can adjust the tension of it. Mm, okay. Um, and, yeah, the big thing, like, but when we were... Ryan and I were climbing down in the DAX last October and it got yeah. below zero overnight. Yeah. I had two of those Costco underquilts under me. Yeah. And it wasn't warm enough. Oh, really? Yeah, like bet at like minus five. Plus, in your you run hot too. Yeah. Interesting. You know, um, I had to because my my butt and lower back were cold. Gotcha. So I ended up taking like a fleece. Yeah. And like fitting it in under me. <laughs> yeah. You know, because oh, yeah. the fleece doesn't compress much, so it it just added enough. Gotcha. Um, so if you actually had like a proper like thick underquilt, yeah. Um, That's it, when it really comes into play is in the, the fall. Cold. Yeah. Yeah. Um, gotcha. And uh, so, yes, you can do a pad inside, you know, and so if you're just new to hammock camping, try that. Yeah. But you'll want to upgrade to uh, You totally will. Like I said, a sliver, just a sliver of your body unexposed to that. And then, you, yeah, yeah, just it's on not the, fun. You end up with like hot cold. Yeah, it, totally, totally. And you wake up and it's super annoying. Yeah. So. Um, the, I, I think the way to justify doing hammock camping is you got to get another quilt. Yeah. It, yeah. it is, it just makes the system work. Totally. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it, obviously we're already talking about, you know, sort of insulation that wraps around you. So it's a perfect segue into, um, sleeping bags. Mm-hmm. Um, and with sleeping bags, I'm going to include quilts. Okay. Um, because... And that's what, that's what you, you have a quilt, right? No, I got a sleeping bag. Well, I've I've had quilts before too, but, um, so generally for backpacking, you're going to run a mummy sleeping bag, Mm -hmm. right? Which is the tapered kind. So it narrows down at your feet and it's got a hood, right? It's the most efficient shape because there's not a lot of dead space. Yeah. Um, if you think about your like, you know, sleepover kind of rectangular sleeping bag Mm -hmm. they're bulky yeah like they don't pack small um when i first got my down sleeping bag and it was it's a a mountain hardware as well uh her ratio uh i think it was at a temperature rating of a zero degrees so it's a three season sleeping bag ultimately anyways when i first got into it i struggled with the um the space for my shoulders, you know, I didn't like that. Well, that's why then you got a guy's version. So I got the guy's version. Um, but over time you actually get used to it. Um, it's not so bad. And, um, anyways, at first it was a bit of, but it was an adjustment. Mm -hmm. I did notice that right away going into a mummy sleeping bag. But, um, I will say that, uh, mine's a down one. Totally love it. Um, it breathes, uh, temperature control. It's so light, just so comfortable in comparison to a synthetic. Yeah. 
And well, the the thing you run into with a mummy is it doesn't always have to be done up like a mummy mm-hmm. because at those temperature ratings, like for like yours, I think is rated uh, minus two at the bottom end. Mm-hmm. Um, that minus two is with it completely zipped up and the the hood done up, so only your face is sticking out. Right. Right. So it's retaining the heat as much as it can. Yeah. And if the hood's not done up. You know, now more heat's being let out around your head. That's right. Um, if the bag's partially unzipped, yeah, uh, then it, it's perfect for summertime. Yeah, which is what you typically want to do anyhow. But um, I, I really like uh, the down sleeping bags because I also found with my kids, um, they were sweating in, in the summer in the synthetic ones. And um, the idea that women actually run colder than men, mm-hmm. uh, it actually even is with the kids. Uh, Hudson, my son, was always hotter. So I find that the sleeping bag, the down, really adjusts well with him. But uh, pretty much in the summertime, because they do have the three seasons, they're just sleeping on top of it and maybe lightly covering themselves. Uh, sometimes I even take my um, uh, my underquilt and cover them with that. That's that super light one. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes that's all that they need on top of them. Yeah. So when we're talking sleeping bag temperature ratings, um, you know, because you've heard us talk about like summer and three season and winter. So I uh, look at a bag, any bag that um, the lowest temperature that it would be comfortable at mm-hmm. is around zero Celsius. Mm-hmm. I consider it to be a summer bag. Okay. Um, because that's assuming it's on you, done up, like with just your face sticking out. Right. Um, so anything less than that, then it's going to be warmer mm-hmm. like or or the temperatures that it will handle will be higher mm-hmm. um so let's say and when, when the rating of those um it's based on uh a top and bottom base layer and socks so now you're sleeping naked you know now that zero bag is only rated to five right now you don't have the hood done up now it's only rated to seven mm-hmm. right um, now you're a woman, uh, and therefore, you know, roughly five degrees cooler than a guy. Mm-hmm. Now that bag that was rated to zero because you're sleeping in your underpants and the uh, mm-hmm. uh, hood's not done up. Mm-hmm. Well, now it's a, a twelve degree bag, right? You know, so it it you go, oh, I'm never going to sleep in zero. Well, it's not zero, right? <laughs> right. Um, and while we're talking about it, like talk, uh, we'll we'll talk about. Um, sleeping bag ratings that are on the bag. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that for the longest time, sleeping bag companies lied uh, because there was nobody to keep them honest. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So you never knew you, you a bag that said zero or bag that said minus five or whatever. It's like, cross your fingers. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Because there wasn't any standardized testing. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, any company that wants to sell a sleeping bag in Europe, Mm -hmm. uh, they have to be EN tested. Um, which is European norm, I think. Um, and that's basically an independent lab test. Gotcha. And so that, instead of giving you just one number, it actually gives you three, a comfort rating, mm-hmm. a limit rating, and an extreme rating. Okay. And What's the comfort rating? So the comfort rating basically translates into women's temperature. Okay. The limit rating, temp, and this is the lowest temperature you can comfortably sleep in it. Okay. Um, then the men's rating, or... The limit rating is the men's. Okay. Um, 
So that's the lowest that you can sleep in comfortably as a guy. And remember, these when they do these tests, it's um, sort of this mannequin with all the sensors emitting heat. Okay. The mannequin's wearing a long sleeve top and bottom base layer and socks. Okay. Right? So if you're not wearing that, then take like three to five degrees off right off the top. Gotcha. You know, like if you're wearing less. Um, then the extreme rating is six hours without getting hypothermia. Gotcha. Okay. So not pleasant, mm-hmm. but you're not going to die. Oh, that's helpful though. Right? Yeah. Um, so if you're comparing two sleeping bags that have the EN rating, mm-hmm. right? And one of them's minus four and one of them's minus eight. Yeah. Well, the minus eight one's warmer. Yeah. Like because it's been tested. Yeah. Right? Um, and so that's one of those things now that the the it's standardized. Yeah. Um, if you see a sleeping bag that doesn't have an EN rating... Um, Mm-hmm. Unless it's like a, a kind of chi-chi company that does like custom stuff. Right. You know, always be a little leery. Okay. Um, and they don't have that same testing for quilts. Mm-hmm. So we've explained what mummy bags are. And if you check the articles, you'll see pictures of them. Yeah. Um, but uh, a quilt... Tent essentially is like the top of a sleeping bag, but without the hood. Yeah. Um, so it'll have a closed foot box. Okay. Um, and it pulls over you. Mm-hmm. Um, and essentially works kind of like a blanket. Yeah. Uh, and the plus of that is, A, it's way lighter. Hmm. Uh, like half the weight? Uh, about, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like a, a minus six rated. Right. Uh, top quilt from hammockgear.com. Yeah. Um, is one pound, two ounces. Neat. And you what's know. the uh, the weight of my uh, her ratio? Uh, well, you've got the her ratio. Way. Yeah. Not the her ratio. Uh, That's right. Uh, two pounds, okay. two ounces. Gotcha. You know, so. Yeah. Um, and so for people who are, you know, down to zero, maybe minus five, mm-hmm. um, you know, that are pretty into it. Mm-hmm. Um, more people are, are experimenting or, or using quilts. Yeah. Because it's lighter. Um, the insulation under you is your sleeping pad anyway. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you don't, you're not restricted. Yeah. You know, it's more like, you know, you tuck your feet in and pull it up over you. Um, also great in a hammock because if you've got the under quilt under you. You're fine. Then you pull a top quilt over you. Yeah. And it's a lighter. So nice for the summer maybe. Well, and you can get them rated really low anyway. Yeah. Um, How much know. do they run for? Price wise, yeah, uh, you know, anywhere from like depending on how warm it is, uh, one hundred and fifty and up US. So it's cheaper than a sleeping bag, a it, mommy bag. Yeah, because there's less to it. Yeah. Um, okay. You know, considering a lot of people go in the summer, that might be the way to go with that. Yeah, and and you don't have to then learn how to sleep in a sleeping bag. Okay? Yeah, because that's actually really um, unappealing when you first get into it. Yeah, it really is. I actually purposely got the ratio, the men's for ratio. more room. Yeah, for the more room. Yeah. You know, because it's wider than the shoulders. It's true. Um, yeah. And just like, you know, I talked about the sleeping pads are available in a women's regular, a women's long, a men's regular, a men's yeah. long. Yeah. Sleeping bags are as well. Yeah. And you can also choose which side you have the zipper, which is also nice because if you want to go with your significant other and have something that's a little cozy and you can actually attach them if you have the exact same sleeping bags with the zippers um, on opposite ends. Yeah. So it basically, if if one of you has a left zipper and one yeah. of you has a right zipper yeah, um, 
and they're from the same company, right? They'll zip together, mm-hmm. uh, and it becomes like a double sleeping bag. That's right. Um, so on those like cool cuddly nights, mm-hmm. uh, if you've got the strap that straps your sleeping pads together so they don't slip out from under you, yeah. Um, you know that's sort of a cozy way to go. Yeah. Uh, and what's kind of nice with some and this is both sleeping bags and some quilts, mm-hmm. actually have uh, either a sleeve or attachment points that allow you to strap the sleeping bag or the quilt yeah. to the pad. Yeah, I noticed that. Um, yeah. Which then keeps you from slipping off of it. Right. Um, because, you know, if you're dealing with a, a pad and you roll around a bit, it, mm-hmm. it just stays, you're not falling off your sleeping bag. Yeah, and your blanket stays on too, your quilt does. Yeah. Yeah. And it pulls it in a little tighter to you, which then can make the quilt a little warmer. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not getting drafts in the side. Um, when you're looking at sleeping bags, um, and this more applies to sleeping bags than quilts, because quilts don't tend to have zippers, uh, is look for snag-free zippers. Mm-hmm. Nothing sucks more than trying to get out of your sleeping bag, and the zipper keeps getting stuck, and you got to pop it out. And then yeah, mine keeps, always does that. Keeps getting stuck on the fabric. Yeah. Um, Marmot makes amazing, like they've got like a, a zipper cover thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just a high nice. tech zipper. So you just zip and it oh, doesn't snag nice. on the fabric. That happens to me all the time. Yeah, because the, the sleeping bag shell is such light material. Yeah, it gets easily. It yeah. snags in the zipper. Yeah. Um, and then make sure that um, there's a nice draft tube covering the zipper. That's right. Um, because... You know, the zipper's where there's an opening, yeah. right? Um, and it, it isn't insulated. So a draft tube is like a tube filled with down or synthetic mm-hmm. that sort of flops over the zipper right. and keeps you from losing heat that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can also get draft collars that uh, basically go around your neck. Okay. Almost like, you know, so when you're doing up your sleeping bag, it's like a little baffle that keeps you from losing heat around right. your neck. Yeah. All of those are just little features um, to bat, like sleeping bags. Um, and, you know, sort of back to sizing, there's both the length. So a woman's regular is 5'6", mm-hmm. a woman's long is 6 feet, a right. man's regular is 6 feet, a man's long is 6'6". Six six. Uh, so if you're a giant, you're going to have to order some custom thing. Um, yeah, when you're in the store, make sure you get into the sleeping bags. Yeah. They usually have the uh, sleeping pads there as well, and you can try the variations, but you should get feel comfortable to get right into it because the last thing you want to do is buying it and finding out you don't want it. Yeah. Um, and the biggest thing you'll run into as well, aside from the actual length, is different models have different shoulder room, mm-hmm. right? Like it's what you ran into with the women's model, yeah. even though it was long enough for you. Yeah. It was too narrow in the shoulders. Right. Um, so basically you went up to the guys. Yeah. Um, and uh, the thing you run into too is depending on the company, the ratio and her ratio series, or at least the ratio series uh, from Mountain Hardware are wider in the shoulders than say the Blue Kazoo mm-hmm. from North Face. Right. Um, so I like when I was buying a sleeping bag, I've got the, the men's ratio. Right. Um, I checked out the North Face, but it was just too tight in the shoulders. Yeah. Right? So depending on how you're built, yeah. get in and roll around in them and go, okay, this is claustrophobic. I yeah. can't move. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to be comfortable. Or, oh, yeah, there's enough room. Gotcha. Um, and if you really, with any of them, it just feels restrictive, Yeah. that's where the quilts come in. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, if you do run a quilt, um, 
and this is sort of segueing into sort of other parts of your sleep system mm-hmm. because there's no hood. I was just going to say, you got to yeah. wear a hat. Yeah, like if, if it's cold out, you need a little toque with you. Yeah. And that's always a good practice. I mean, it takes up very little room, but uh, it can get chilly uh, in the night, even in the summer. So it's always good to have one of those little beanies. Um, yeah. Yeah. And if you think um, basically once you've got your gear, mm-hmm. right, you know, sleeping bag, sleeping pad or quilt and sleeping pad or, yep. you know, whatever combo. Um, then you need to think about what clothes are you going to sleep in? Yeah. Um, and that's where if it's chilly out, uh, long sleeve top and bottom base layer and socks, yeah, yeah, yeah. your little toque, mm-hmm. um, a buff or a little, you know, like a neck gaiter. Yeah. Um, just to keep your neck from getting cold, if, yeah. you know, if it's an extra chilly. Yeah. And then um, I think of my down puffy jacket as part of my sleep system as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had times like winter camping where it's cold as shit. Yeah. Um, or even, it. or yeah. even like I, I think when we were just down in Pennsylvania, you wore your down to bed. I did. Yeah. You know, because it was just a little cool. Yeah, even though it was uh, pretty warm during the day. But um, interestingly enough, if you do go full camping, um, wearing two layers, and you got to be careful that when you do, that they're loose layers. Yeah. Because surprisingly, we went now more so in November, so it was like fall, winterish. Um, if something's slightly tight on you, it doesn't uh, trap any heat. Uh, so in fact, yeah, you're, restrict you're colder. circulation. Yeah. So as weird as it sounds, I took off a layer as you suggested, and I was warmer right off. Uh, yeah, and, and this is the, the so big thing. Interesting. You know, because obviously women are much more likely to have like leggings on, like yeah. that are tight. Yeah. Um, and and on average, women have poorer circulation to the extremities compared to guys to begin with. I totally with. do. Yeah. And so if you're wearing like super tight. Uh, like compression pants. Yeah. Um, it's not really helping the circulation at all. Yeah, I mean, even your yoga pants would be too tight. So yeah. you, you want like nice, loose, uh, comfy long johns. That's what usually what I do. And I, I do run very cold. Um, so as you said, even in the summer, I tend to wear my puffy jacket, down jacket. Um, I also sleep with a pillow. Um, I recently started that. It's, I find it more necessary when I'm lying in a tent to have a pillow. Yeah. So I have the Sea to Summit uh, Aero Pillow. It's rates for about forty bucks Canadian. I love it. Um, I and also an, that's an inflatable pillow. It is. It is, and it's got a really um, yeah. It's, it's very comfortable. Uh, I also sometimes double it as something to put in between my knees, and that's more so when I'm in my um, my hammock. Sometimes uh, after a hard day of climbing, that my knees are pretty. I'm feeling it because I have osteoarthritis. So having that um, support in between my knees is quite nice for your hips as well. But in the hammock, I don't really use a pillow. I I mean, I could. It it, it is comfortable, but I'm actually a little bit more comfortable without it. Yeah, like I don't don't need a pillow in the hammock. Yeah. Um, If I'm sleeping on the ground, like in a tent, then... What I've done for the longest time, because you always have like a little stuff sack, or mm-hmm. I do in my backpack of my spare clothes. I just have all my spare clothes put in that bag, wrap it in a t-shirt, uh, and then that's my pillow. Yeah, yeah, um, I've done that. I, I you seem to have gotten it really down pat as far as making it really smooth and all that. But I also find, um, you know, your down jacket. Uh, I've also packed that up into the hood of my jacket, right? Yep. And that makes a really nice pillow too. Yeah, I usually always have that on hand in case you get cold in the middle of the night because the mm. temperature does change. Now I also in the um, when I'm sleeping always put my headlamp usually around my neck or somewhere. If I if I'm wearing my coat, I put it in my pocket, and that way if you have to get up in the middle of the night, it's handy. I find that pretty. Uh, convenient. Yeah, like you, it's not really part of what you need to sleep well. No, but you really want to have it 
close at hand. You do, you do. And um, again, to sleep well and keep warm, uh, what you consume just before you go to bed, like fatty foods, that makes a big difference. Yeah. Me being on the keto diet, I really, uh, I, I rely on that, <laughs> having a high fat diet, but especially I've noticed that in the winter. Yeah. Well, and if it's cold, like if you're getting chilly, mm-hmm. um, high fat foods like uh, nuts, um, cheese, meats, chocolate. Uh, well, chocolate is not particularly high in fat. Mm. Uh, you know, it's a lot of sugar. Gotcha. Um, but but fat, your body turns into heat very easily. Yeah, you can add in olive oil and a hot chocolate. Yeah, butter, things like that. But olive oil probably runs a little bit, uh, carries a little bit more easily. Yeah, and so uh, and then it, this is tends to be like a winter camping trick. But any time where it's just cold, mm-hmm. um, boil water. Yeah. And this only works if you've got like an actual Nalgene bottle. Right. Um, boil water, fill the Nalgene with it, put the lid on good, make sure the lid's good so it doesn't <laughs> leak. Um, and then uh, put it in like one of your spare socks. Yeah. And put it in your sleeping bag. And it's a hot water bottle. It is nice. Um, you're, when you do get in your sleeping bag, kick it down to your foot end. Yeah. Um, you know, I've got enough room that it, I've got the extra space. Yeah. Uh, and... It does two things. If it gets below zero overnight, um, you then have water that didn't freeze. That's right. For making breakfast. Yeah. And when you get in, it's like your sleeping bag feels like it had a heater in it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Right? Because your sleeping bag doesn't create any heat. It just traps the heat you're making. That's right. right? So if you're already maybe a little bit chilly when you get in bed, uh, having... It feels super warm in there already. It takes less time for your body to heat up and, and yeah. start to feel good again. Yeah. Um, so that's one of those little tricks if you are a cold sleeper. Yeah. Um, and I'm an expert at that. <laughs> yeah. Being, being nice yeah. and toasty. Right I actually get-go. find, and, and, and I should try it again sometime, but the heated... Um, the hand warmers? Uh, no, the-, the hot water bottles, you know, essentially with your Nalgene bottle has never really worked for me. Um, I don't know why, but uh, it it just hasn't. But maybe maybe the water wasn't hot enough. I don't know. Was it, like was it when you put it in? Was it boiling? Um, usually, yeah. But I haven't really noticed it, and I don't I don't know. But anyways, I'll have to try it again. But um, yeah, the hand warmers. I mean, I used to always stick those to my butt. <laughs> in the states, they've got really large sized ones. Yeah, so. stick on ones. Yeah, yeah. It's, I remember once I had like five on me, but I, I run really cold. But anyways, that's not really an issue when most people go in the summer. Yeah. Um, in fact, you're usually too warm. I do recommend going back to the sleeping bag to get that um, the one rated for zero degrees because it's so versatile and you can just easily unzip it. Yeah. Um, and then that's usually what you need for the fall. I think once you get into it, you'll often want to go in the fall. That's a, most people's, I think, favorite time to go because mm-hmm. there's minimal bugs. Uh, it's very comfortable. It's, it's really, a little cooler. Yeah, it's a little cooler and you'll need that extra warmth. One thing we didn't talk about, another way to add extra warmth is adding in um, liners. These are fleece um, liners that yep. you can just stick inside. They're they're like your sleeping bag, like a mummy. You know, you stick it right inside your bag and it adds another 10, 15 degrees. So um, if you are going in the fall and you want that extra warmth, you can do that and, or even into the winter and you can turn your three season bag into a winter bag. And yeah, because what and I've done. When we were talking about the seasons, uh, you know, it, it really comes into needing to learn yourself mm-hmm. um, because uh, I can get away with, just because I tend to be warm, yeah. like I put out a lot of heat. Uh, like, let's say, you know, my three season number, you know, like uh, versus yours. Right. 
will end up being different. Like our winter sleeping bags, um, I run a minus 10 rated bag with a liner in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. You run a minus 18 bag. I do. With a liner in the winter. And I'm usually and it, not warm enough. Yeah. 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 You know, so it, it's understanding yourself. Yeah. Um, and interestingly enough, um, when you're like even in the summer out there, uh, for at least a week, I find that um, when you come back home, you're hot all the time because your body's almost acclimatized to being out in the cold and having to work a little harder. Well, I, I to think keep it, you I think it's two different things. Yeah, like a your metabolism's up because you've been, you know, you work in an office. Yeah. Right. When we go on a trip, you spend an entire week exercising all day, every day. Yeah, that's true. So now you're yeah. you're developing going from an office worker metabolism to a construction worker metabolism. Yeah. Um. And uh, then, you know, is the outside acclimatization thing. Yeah. Right? But I know that people complain and you, and I know I noticed this and you did too, but when you start come back to civilization, you're hot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you that's kind of interesting. I think that your body, um, that will change. That was just a little really neat little thing that happened. Yeah. Like we're, we're incredibly adaptable, mm-hmm. you know, so... Mm-hmm. So another cool thing is that when you're taking your families, like I think sometimes people look at, you know, the comfort, right, of an inflatable uh, pad, for example, and sleeping bag. And they're like, holy crap, how do I afford all this? So the good thing is that my kids are six and seven. Um, number one, what I use for them is they've actually resorted to the foam pad, which are only like about 45 bucks each. Yeah. And they like them because they don't want to, as much as they do love the inflatable pads, um, they love even better not having to blow one up. Well, and it's funny because you, your kids have the option of like a $200 Neo Air. Yeah. Or because they're lazy. That's right. They're, they're just going to go with the, the foam pad. Oh, I'm totally fine with that too yeah. because oh, yeah. kids jump around and, you know. Yeah, they're not going to puncture a, a foam pad. You have um, three down sleeping bags. Shh. That your kids use. You don't say how much. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you basically for Christmas bought them great sleeping bags. Yeah. So your kids, you know, most kids would end up with like a Spider-Man sleeping bag that they have to cart around with them or something like that. <laughs> and your kids actually have really good bags. Yeah, I did that because of the, I, I focused on wanting something that was down, but lightweight. Because mm-hmm. I wanted to be able to stuff more in their backpacks. Um, I actually got the matching mate to mine, uh, the green one, the yeah. ratio, the ratio yeah. by, uh, Mountain Hardware. Is that yeah, right? That yeah. is correct. Anyways, um, so that we could zip them together. So I thought that bit maybe a little nice treat at yeah. points, but, uh, but Hudson, he's got the, uh, really nice sleeping bag. It's like 500 bucks, but he, what he doesn't know is that I, I use it yeah. <laughs> when he's at, well, I ask him permission if I can take his yeah, sleeping you, you, bag. Yeah, you bought your kid a really nice sleeping bag so you could use it. That's right. Yeah. And they're all adult size, so they'll grow into. But um, anyway, just as a side note, uh, you don't, don't do that. It's not. But on the sleeping pad aspect, they're often quite happy when they don't have to blow up their own and quite comfortable on the foam pads. Um, if you're going to really get into this, um, start, well, start off with something cheap, right? Synthetic. But over time, I would invest in a down bag. Yeah, they they they're lighter weight. They compress smaller. They last longer. Yeah. Um, the only downfall to a down sleeping bag is it doesn't handle moisture as well, like just wetness, mm-hmm. right? Um, but the the thing is, the idea of uh, a synthetic bag keeping you warm when it's wet. If you're soaked, you're not going to stay warm. <laughs> Do you mean because of rainwater or... or yeah. Yeah, because my kids... 
peed in theirs both nights. And yeah, they're going to love that being on the internet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, I might not let that in. <laughs> no, no, you leave that in. <laughs> but we aired it out. Like we yeah. hung it to dry and it did actually um, evaporate. Well, because that's the thing. Down, untreated down, like traditionally, if it got wet, you lost all your insulation. Mm-hmm. But because companies have gotten smart they actually treat the down with a durable water repellency coating before it goes in the sleeping bag mm-hmm. and mm. that keeps the down from absorbing as much moisture you don't lose as much loft and it dries quicker yeah so, oh and that's another big thing is that with your down bags you want to buy special detergent you don't want to use your regular laundry detergent because the uh the down feathers get all gunky but by using the special one, it's very gentle. Yeah, like a, a Granger's or a Nick mm-hmm. Wax down wash. It's about 13 bucks, and you get two couple washes out of it. And then what you do is you, but every time you go on a trip, we uh, like to stick it in the dryer with a, maybe about four tennis balls, just punching yeah. at it and fluff it up. Yeah. And yeah. That, that's why down, like synthetic over time will compress. Down, uh, you can always revive it. Mm-hmm. So if they do start to get clumped, like the down plumes get clumped together, yep. um, all you got to do is throw it in the dryer on low with a couple of tennis balls, yep. and it puffs it right back up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, it's it's a value thing. It's short-term versus long-term. A synthetic bag will cost you less up front, mm-hmm. but it won't last you as long. Um, so over time, it'll actually you know, be more expensive because you're going to have to replace it more often. Yeah. Um, can't so, say enough about Yeah, so if you check out uh, the show notes, we'll have links there. Yeah, um, takes you to our website where we've got all of our uh, articles and yeah. our um, podcasts, but also... We have Podcast and Adventure Library. We have um, a gear review on the... Um, yeah, the Neo Air uh, sleeping pad and a couple of videos on how to set up your hammock. Right. Um, so livewildradio.com for the website, Live Wild Radio on YouTube, Live Wild Radio on Facebook, Live Wild Radio on Instagram. <laughs> it's, there's a lot of Live Wild Radio going Yeah, we on. need a social media manager. <laughs> yeah. First, first got to make some money off this before we're hiring anybody. <laughs> I know. I know. Anyways, so I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, stay tuned and we'll catch you later. Work hard, play dirty. Yeah. See you next time.